A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. Who's going to start you? I just give it to you. It's usually me. Welcome to the DNA Airwaves. We are here remote. We're all remote. I'm Matt Kesselman. Anthony Lewis, is his back is in front of me. Um, and Tariki Palmer is back home in Hamilton. How's it going? Good. How are you? Uh, very good. Very good. We're here... Um, why don't you tell us what we're doing here, Anthony? Uh, we're recording a podcast, guys. What did you show up? <laughs> we're actually live or recording, at least, in the basement of the church right now in a nice-sized office. Me and Matt are together. Matt is doing the uh, live stream engineering today, and I am playing the bass, or as some fools say, slappity bass. That's Slap of the bass? Yeah, so uh, me and Matt are together. Dariki is uh, not one of the brethren at the church today, so he's at home. And no. And this isn't just an office, Anthony. This is your office. I'm looking over at the phone here, and it says oh. Anthony Lewis. It's Don't all say the programmed extension. in. Okay, thank you. No, no, no. The extension <laughs> is a secret. It's just my beep, line beep, to beep. you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and uh, it's a very interesting process. I uh, haven't done... Uh, too many church gigs, especially like this, uh, before True. meeting Anthony, and uh, it's a it's a cool process. There's a lot of rehearsing. Uh, the musicians are probably the tightest of all worship musicians. Uh, I would say is this type of church is like the the performance is being taken very 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 seriously. Um, and then there's rehearsals before, and then there's rehearsals. There were rehearsals today in the morning. Uh, it's just really fun to see. And Anthony is now sort of running that show. So what's that been like? It's It's been cool, man. Like you said, the, uh, the level of musicianship is... I, it's, it's getting where I want it to be. It's not quite there yet, but like all things, it's a work in progress. Um, yeah. It's good. Don't don't want to take away from anyone the work that they're doing, but you're being humble. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, you know the classic Lewis high. behavior. All right, you know what? Let's turn it up a notch, guys. <laughs> no, it's been a good process. I've been doing this for about three months, and um, I have big goals of where I want it to, where I want things to go. So in the meantime, we're just taking it one Sunday at a time. Matt, you're right though. We do um, we do a lot of because we do our Tuesday night rehearsals. Uh, Sunday morning is really just a run through, but I guess just on um, account of getting things together and better, it turns out to be a bit of a rehearsal on Sunday mornings as well, which is good. It gives everybody uh, going and leaves everyone going in nice and confident on how things should go. Yeah. 
And how do you feel? Because I know traditionally before you started doing this, like you would play at churches way back in the day that didn't really do any type of rehearsing or had any real structure uh, in terms of like the music in the band. True. Um, how much of a difference does it make or how maybe Matt could attest to this? How much does that help the overall service run? I guess when you kind of don't wing it. Hmm. Well, there's two, two things came to mind with that. The first is kind of the opposite of not really necessarily helping the service run, but the musicianship that gets built up from mm. walking into a situation, a musical situation where you don't know what's going to be sung. Right. <clears throat> you don't yeah. know the keys of the song necessarily, depending on how deep you dive into this. So there's something right. that there's like a sharpness and an edge that comes from that, I guess, developing chops, hence the term gospel chops that came from. Right, right. Guys right. like myself um, showing up at church and just having to figure it out on the fly, but figuring it out on the fly at a high level, not just kind of yeah, tripping your way yeah. through. So fake it till you make it is a real thing in this setting. Um, For sure. The preparation here definitely helps as far as just... Um, I guess for people who don't have that background, it's definitely necessary for them to, you know, prepare and know exactly what's coming. Um, the spontaneity, though, you could be missing that. That's something that's, yeah. that, that, you know, we grew up around, so that's important to us. But um, for sure. sometimes when you're over-prepared, it doesn't leave much room for those moments that you, uh, you might Improvising, think of. Improvising, yeah. Yeah, when you think of church, you kind of think of those types of moments. So, yeah, man. You should have came through. You would have had these answers yourself. I really wish I could have. I'm kidding. And for uh, powers beyond my control, I could not be there today. Yeah. Uh, Gospel Chops is my favorite Christian superhero. <laughs> and uh, it, <laughs> I love Anthony's uh, unimpressed laugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, is there a way? I, was, I, was, I had to think about that real quick. Okay. Gospel, Gospel Chops. Uh, it's... It, well, this the the thing is, I've I've worked all kinds of worship events for for different religions, and right. uh, usually the, the churches I've worked before are small, and the people sort of rehearse and then they move on, and it's mm -hmm. it's nice, but it's a, a little tighter wound. Um, and in in a churches like the one here, it's a huge show, right? Like the 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 performance level and the tech behind the performance is like, I mean, it's miniaturized a little bit, but it's basically stadium level. It's a stadium level show. Really? And How big is this congregation? Just out of curiosity. Um, Approximately. Well, we run a few services, but the... Um, right, you guys run multiple services, seats, right? I think 1,300. Yeah. But it's also in the shape of like uh, almost like a dome, so I guess that's also right. what contributes okay. that stadium-like feel for Matt. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I also mean in, in terms of the in-ears, like if I, I, I got to listen to the in-ear tracks uh, in preparation the other day, and it's like sure. it's just everybody hears clicking in their ear, and then they hear Anthony in their ears going, all right, verse 2, here we come. Okay, there's a hit here. Okay, everybody stops in four, three, two, and stuff like that. And everybody's hearing all these directions in their ears constantly. And it's hooked up to the lights. And the lights are 
doing all kinds of synchronous things with the right. music. And then uh, the, the, the pastor uh, reads certain scriptures and they're, they show up on the screen on time and right. there's, a, there's a whole crew in the back. So I'm doing the sound, but there's yeah, yeah. somebody doing the graphics and somebody switching the cameras and somebody uh, taking care of the stream. And it's like just such a production. Holy. It's such a production. Yeah. And yeah, technology yeah. is really enabling like, I, I, I don't know. MTV level productions today <laughs> yeah. that wouldn't be possible uh, even not that long ago. So yeah. it's, it's really cool to see, and it's cool to see how seriously people take it here. It wouldn't work out if all the crew members and all the musicians didn't didn't pull their weight. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd love to cool. see the lighting automation going. Like, I, I'm just so fascinated that like before. Like now you can kind of queue up lights in an automation mm -hmm. that runs seamlessly with the production. I really yep. want to kind of see that in action because that sounds really, really cool. Like the behind the scenes or the actual... Yeah, that's lighting. what I mean. Sorry, the behind the scenes. I've seen it in like on TV and through other gotcha. productions, but I'd love to see the behind the scenes of how that gets queued and timed and even just like the conceptualizing of getting the lights to dim at a certain time when the pastor speaks, like... That'd be interesting. Very interesting. That's a bit of an art form on its own too. I eh? just for sure, yeah, yeah, because you can't have like aggressive lights at the wrong time. So it kind of all has to sync together with what's happening in the room at the moment, which is cool. Matt, did you get a chance to check that out at all? Did you look at the lighting or the setup back there? I did a little bit. It's uh, it's it's cool. It's all programmed with the computer now, and you sort of just you tell it what you want. And you attach it to the click track of the music so that everything is always in sync. Before, uh, you had to have someone traveling with you, knowing right. all the cues to your music, um, and being and their fingers ready right in time. Fingers yeah. ready, yeah. and not only the thing is your cue to the music, but then sound takes time to travel. So True. unless you're sitting in just the right, right spot, by the time you like, if you're sitting back with the sound. Uh, if you're trying to match, you know, a, a big flood with a, with a hit, you're going to be late on that. So there's right. there are all kinds of compensation, and I I haven't had to even when I did uh, some lights in like 2005 when I was a teenager, it was still Simpty, which is right. uh, the synchronization with the click track. So I can't even Got imagine you. how annoying it would be to put on a big show with you controlling everything in real time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess one of the good things is now it's still it's still lined up with the tracks and everything else um, mm -hmm. through, through MIDI. So I guess we could talk about that a little bit as well. Um, so even the lyrics that you mentioned are showing up, the right lyrics at the right time, that's all kind of lined up through MIDI cues as well. Um, really? Yeah, so it's kind of all pre-programmed. It's, I would say, foolproof, but not. But it's, I guess, as close as you can get too foolproof as far as Matt was mentioning the vocal cues and then the right. music director cues and then all the automation through the of the lights and the lyrics and there's a bunch of other things you could actually automate too like for example if you're playing a song you could MIDI this thing up to your keyboard so you can have song specific patches so say there's uh, bells at one part of the song your right. keyboard will import those, I guess for lack of a better word, import those bell sounds at that specific time so you can play the line and then switch back to the oh. piano. There's a whole bunch of other cool or not so cool, depending how you think of it, 
things that you can do with it, but automated at least. Yeah. It, it's great as long as everybody stays in time. Right. They're the, I mean, the, everybody hears the click track in, in their headphones, uh, and especially the drummer is responsible of staying with the click because if you don't stay with that click, if you get lost, the lights don't care. Right. You're just going to yeah, keep on yeah. going. Right. Um, and is and that, the does that happen patches. for the entire show? Sorry, Matt. But if someone screws up, is it impossible to kind of catch back up or pause it? Or how do you kind of resynchronize everybody if, like, say someone dropped their guitar or, like, I don't know, oh, something man, catastrophic happens? Okay. It's, yeah. You go ahead and then I'll share my personal experience with that, actually, Matt. Um, sh sure. Well, it, there's more than one way of doing it. And really, it's... Okay. Uh, you, it's however the group and the crew should plan what will happen right. if uh, somebody loses the click. Um, and I have an embarrassing example of how we did that and we didn't plan uh, what to do. We were like 16. It was one of our first shows and we couldn't find a keyboardist. Uh, okay. So we had a click track that I would yeah. listen to and then the keys would play... Uh, into the room and right. at one point i got excited and i stood up like it was a break yeah yeah um and i stood up but i'm supposed to keep counting but i stepped on the cable oh no and i unplugged the headphones from myself <laughs> and it, it was a, a fast rhythm and it was in an odd time signature and i just couldn't get back so i just stopped the music and and sort of told the band we're going to continue without the keyboards Right, um, right. That was an easy solution because it was just us in like a, a crappy uh, small venue, and it's like yeah. it's not like the lights were automated. And it was just they were just flashing whether it's a calm yeah, yeah. song or not, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that, but when it's a huge show, that's terrifying to me. What happens in a bigger show when there's lots of people all on the same click and the exactly. lights? What, what ends up happening, Anthony? Well, first thing is Anthony doesn't lose his composure. Step number one to this mess. Yeah. Ah, yeah, I've come close. Um, so it's actually happened here. Since we we're here, I might as well talk about here-related things. Um, yeah. So the situation, actually, the tracks are your friend and your enemy, depending on where you are, time-wise, right. and other <laughs> alignment with them. Uh, yeah. What had happened was, happened a few times, actually, but a singer was behind the track but uh, because in another type of scenario the band could simply just jump to where the vocalist is but with the tracks the tracks are kind of king so right if you're not with the tracks the band has to stay with the tracks if the band goes yeah, with yeah. you then there's a clash um and in this big sort of space something that you might play off in a smaller room doesn't play off just in terms of the volume in the room. Yeah, you know, yeah. With the tracks being pretty loud, um, maybe not in relation to the music, but once things fall off, if the band stops playing, then you are you have a room full yeah, of Yeah, then you can really feel tracks. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, what actually happened in this case is I tried to fade the tracks out and then bring them back in. Um, mm. And it goes for the type of the level of experience of the vocalist too. If the vocalist... Right. Isn't savvy enough to catch that, then it's a bit of a fail. So I ended up bringing it back on like the bigger part of the song. 
but yeah, the yeah, beginning yeah. of the song was a little bit of a train wreck just with the, mm. uh, I guess, say tension between the tracks, the vocals and the band. Um, yeah, who's, yeah. Who's the king? Who's the leader? Well, the tracks are king <laughs> as long as they're in, so. <laughs> the click is the leader. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, but wow. you, I'm smiling. I'm laughing about it. But yeah, in front of a room full of people, it's... Uh, it could get your heart terrifying. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like anxiety yeah, inducing. Like those out of body moments where you're like, "Oh, I just want to run away. Maybe I should throw yeah. something." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But in a sense, this uh, this kind of church environment is where all these kinks get ironed out for the rest of the music industry. Right, um, right. Testums. Like, even if you like, if you go to in Canada, Long and McQuaid. Yeah. And just look through the drum area, for example. We we can do this with any any section, but the drum section, you'll see like the cymbal section. You'll see uh, loud cymbals and practice cymbals and and light cymbals and dark cymbals yeah. and worship cymbals. There are uh, worship cymbals. I mean, they're not different, but yeah. uh, the the worship uh, industry is so advanced that there are cymbal packs for them and microphone packs for them. Wow, you know, there's no microphone know packs yeah. for baseball. Yeah, Even though yeah, there's yeah, yeah. plenty of umpires and people that need them, right? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, there are worship packs for basically everything, uh, because this really is sort of uh, a, 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 the an incubator for for musicians and the technicians right. and everybody else. Uh, I, especially in Toronto, but really worldwide, it starts. This is where people get their opportunity to practice and all this stuff that they wouldn't true. anywhere else. True, very true. That's that's a good take, actually. I never had considered it that mm -hmm. way. It's a bit of a training ground. Um, and I actually it didn't realize that ground, they yeah. were. Yeah, yeah, it's a good experience. So I guess those little mistakes and failures are all contributing to the bigger picture. Um, I didn't know there were worship symbols, actually. That's Neither did they're I. They're just regular symbols, but they're put into a worship <laughs> pack. Okay, it's just like uh, a categorized. As but they're called like the Sabian worship pack or the Zildjian worship pack. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, okay. Good to know. Wow. I learned wow. something. Love learning. Just taking over. What do you guys think of Long McQuaid? Have you been lately? I feel like. Oh, I've been uh, yeah. lately. I went, I went lately. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Have you noticed? Got no problems with them? A change? Any changes? Or maybe it's depending on the I've location. noticed. I've noticed a few changes. Well, one change is that now they give you more money for your trade-ins, which oh, is fantastic because I am tired of Facebook Marketplace. I can't stand <laughs> that. Well, just online person-to-person -person sales are so finicky mm, and people are tire kickers and, and people rip you off. So uh, it's it, you get less from Long & McQuaid, but you know you're going to get it. So that mm. was that's they've raised it to seventy percent of what they're going to sell it as it used to be sixty. Oh, that's good. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, yeah, especially right. during these uh, trying times. If if you've been trying to sell something and it's just not working online, try along a McQuaid. You might take a bit of a hit, but you get peace of mind in a receipt. Instruments only, or audio equipment. No, everything. Everything. Oh, uh, uh, everything. What about you? What about me? Oh, the changes. Long McQuaid, like, yeah. Yeah, the changes. Yeah, I had some tires I was trying to get rid of, so I thought maybe since they take everything, I'll head over to Long McQuaid. Wow, these laughs. Laughs are so energetic. No, I guess just gear-wise, I guess it depends on what you're looking for. It seems like 
you know what it is? I think they may have pulled some products. I know Behringer's is one of the big ones that they don't sell there anymore. But there may they be don't? A, yeah, yeah. They I think only uh I don't know if it's Canada or at least Ontario for sure. Only Cosmo Music is an authorized dealer of Behringer. So uh. I guess we're talking about the church gear. That's that Behringer stuff is really big in in churches, especially like small to medium sized churches. Um right. so that's all been pulled and much harder to get access to since you could only go to one store for it now. And there's a, there's some other companies in similar uh, situation. Yeah. Actually, what's, do you know the parent company of Behringer? I can't remember. I was just trying to think of. There's a parent. I thought they were the parent company. No. Is it Midas? I thought they bought Midas. I don't remember the chain. No, no. But yeah, there's, so there's some other companies in, um, product lines that are gone as a result of this whatever deal huh. happened. Yeah, so you cannot get the stuff there. Well, I'm going to guess maybe it wasn't economically feasible for them to to sell Behringer products anymore because they're, let's call them affordable. So um, I th maybe the margin just became too thin. I think the margin just became too thin on a lot of things. Or they were compete. they have competing products that they no longer want the competition in their own stores, right? Because they do have their own product lines too, yeah. See? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Could be a little case of that. Maybe Behringer's were outselling them in their own store and they're like, well, if we don't sell them, they can't outsell us. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. I'm just yeah. thinking outside the box. I don't know. What do I know? Well, here's a, a fun fact for those of you who are like, Long and McQuaid, what do I care about this? Um, <laughs> Long and McQuaid owns Yorkville. Yes. Uh, or Yorkville owns Long McQuaid, one or the other. And that company actually makes all the speakers for all IMAX theaters worldwide. Oh, so if you've ever been to an IMAX theater, that comes from Yorkville, which is like on Highway 401 in Pickering. Worldwide. That wow. I did not know. Learning lots of things today. I got a fun fact for you. The most okay. expensive thing in the world, the, the most expensive thing humans have ever made. I wonder if Matt knows this already. Do you know? The most expensive uh, thing humans have ever humans made. Have ever made. The most Like single item? I guess it's a single item. Maybe the space station? Wow, you're right. Yeah, it was. Uh -huh. The International Space Station is the most expensive thing humans have ever made ever made and it cost about 160 billion dollars to make wow. so far it's still so far still getting improved mm. I, wow i would never have guessed that and this guy <laughs> yeah professor yeah. dope nuggets gets I'm, I'm glad first I got guess. Dope nuggets. Wow. <laughs> well you know the sad thing is that um remember the space shuttle that cool yes. airplane looking spaceship so that was actually originally supposed to be an actual shuttle like a bus from place to place right right um but because of budget cuts it ended up becoming the destination so ah. uh, at first there was no space station so people would just fly up in that thing and instead of going to the moon station or the mars station or whatever was planned they would just yeah. load in space in that little room and do some experiments uh um, then go back down and eventually it was used to build a space station but uh Real speaking of most in the world, it's the most complicated vehicle ever built, and it was basically wasted on almost nothing. Damn, wow. half measures don't work. That's the sort of I don't know anything about politics, but when one politician starts to do something, and then another one comes in and cuts it, and then the other one comes in and, and starts it up again, it's such a waste of time. 
Let the scientists do their thing. They're scientists. They're smart. They're Agreed. smart. <laughs> they're smart. <laughs> yeah. They know what they're doing. Leave them alone. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of budget cuts, Matt, you mentioned that. Today, I'm actually feeling like our podcast might have taken a little budget cut because this microphone that I'm holding, the SM7B, is not made for holding. And as I'm holding yeah. it, it's getting super heavy and it's got my wrist in this jacked up position. Well, you know, I I can tell you, I, I used to come from the school of like everything has to be perfect. And if we're recording, perfect, perfect, we need to perfect. stand and all that. Yep. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> and then... Uh, Anthony doesn't do social media, so he doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But then I, That's I the best saw part of the stroke. <laughs> Walk Off the Earth, who are, say what you will about them, they're an amazing yes. professional band that knows how to record. And they just hold a 7B in their hands and sing into it. I was they flabbergasted. Yeah, they just grab it in their hands and go, okay, let's lay this part down. I've seen videos of people doing the same thing, of just mm-hmm. like wow. holding it the way you are and just crooning. I had to switch wrists. It's starting to, yeah. This is I thought you were man. a big, strong man. He is a big, strong mm-hmm. man. Work on wrist. Wrist weak. The wrists are weak. <laughs> I guarantee he's going to get like worse once. weights now. <laughs> Got some oh, under my desk. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. No, that's funny. No, it is a heavy mic. Um, so what's so special about this one? Day? I don't know if we talked about this. We brought it up before, but I don't know if you broke it down. Why is this the mic of choice? Why? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the, the only thing that really matters is that it sounds good. Uh, but what's interesting about that mic that you're holding and this mic that I'm holding here, the, uh, SM 58 and the mic that Dariki's holding the, uh, beta 57. Uh, and if you've ever seen that, like the, the old timey, like, uh, what do I, how do I describe it? That like metal cage mic. Oh, yeah. That, like yeah. that's really common in Americana. Yeah. yeah all yeah. of those microphones on the inside technically is the exact same capsule, the Unidyne 3, um, mm. which is one of the first microphone capsules that allowed for what we're doing, like to be able to hold a mic in your hand, get a clean signal without you breaking it when you move too fast. Because older mics, you could, if you move too fast, you could break them. If the you way they were built too fast, yeah, yeah, like, you get like uh, think of like a concussion inside the microphone. Oh. You know, like things would smack it, oh, shaking so the, around. Mm-hmm. Right. So the Unidyne capsule was like one of the first that sounded great, had pickup patterns, meaning that it can reject sound from the back, uh, and and all those other amazing things. But then they've also learned that depending on what casing you put the that. Uh, capsule in you get a very different sounding mic so technically we're all holding the same mic guts with just different gunmetal around it uh, interesting w- which actually changes the resonances enough that they're being sold legitimately as different microphones uh but that mic uh it, it just happens to be very good for vocals there's a lot of things about it that uh made quincy jones for example choose that mic for thriller mm. um it uh, it doesn't break up when people get really loud. Uh, Sub microphones start they start to feel spicy. You know, it's not it's always spicy. the sound yeah. you want when things get too loud. Um, and lastly, about that mic, which may seem like a gimmick, but it's just as important. If Anthony were to look inside, there's a, a like a cage that f- keeps your mouth about two inches away from the capsule. So you can like, yeah, if you torn down that foam right now, you can just pull that ring down from the base. You'll see 
I can feel it. I feel it. It's, okay. okay. You can feel the cage, but the actual yeah. mic is not at the edge. It's like closer to the the very base of it so that mm. you can never you can get right into the mic like a lot of singers like to do without oh, it getting all boomy boom boomy okay Sorry, was go. that enough of an explanation i feel like i that went was, too far you went super, super deep you went deep you went deep that was like that was like you saying I don't know how many years of school you did, but this is these are the moments where it really shows that you are. You are. <laughs> That's a when I proved that I went to school. This yeah. is it. Yeah, we doubt until you start to speak about microphones and audio-related things. So, congrats <laughs> on that. <laughs> no, no, I, I was actually uh, sincerely curious about that, so I appreciate it. There you go. Oh, well, you're welcome. I silenced everybody. They're like, "Whoa, he doesn't show this sort of." Yeah, man, Matt. Listen, it's Sunday. We're doing this church thing, and I just want to take a moment to say I really appreciate you both, okay? Wow, thanks, bro. You catch me oh, appreciate you too, guys, too. It's oh, nice. I don't know why it always warms my heart when Anthony says it. It's different when Anthony gives you a tea, you know? When Anthony shows love, it warms my life. You know, but you when said like, my, name my wife times. does, it's just like, man. Yeah, when I do that, I usually go, can you yeah. leave me alone, please? <laughs> yeah, Stop exactly. saying you love me. Yeah. Are you going to commit suicide? Get out of here. Yeah, no, like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Nobody used the word love. It was appreciation. Um, that's cool. <laughs> 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 he always, he always has to make far, sure he, he, he makes sure he's very, very, very... Aware of what he's saying, what he's doing. It's can I give a super weird shout out? Yeah, I guess we can do whatever we want here. Yeah, so whatever. It's your show. I think that we have a listener who has legitimately listened to every single episode. Who's that? And I'm going to shout him out. And if there are others, you better let us know. Or you don't have is to. Is it who yeah. I think it is? Right. I'm so sure you're going to guess wrong. I almost <laughs> want you to. Does it start with a J? No, it starts uh, with an A. Okay. Yeah. It starts with a what? A. A. Yeah. Oh, Mr. I know who you're talking about. Mr. Azaro, Mighty Moose, I got to shout you and your business out because every time I see him, he's just in casual conversation. He mentions, oh, yeah, because you said this or Rob Nash said it's just like, man, you've listened to every episode. You've never That's told amazing. me you have, but it's clear that you have. So, Azaro, congratulations. You won nothing except for a big pile of gratitude. <laughs> I appreciate you. got a sticker. You, you got a sticker. Sticker coming <laughs> your way, buddy. Yeah, we'll start doing t shirts or something. I was about to say, actually, Good he point. has some dope T-shirts that he's selling, so maybe I'll grab three of them for the three of us. And he listens, so I can't take it back. No take back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Shout out to Azaro. Thanks for listening, and thanks to the others that listen. There's a bunch of people I know that I don't know if I can make the same claim that they listen to every single episode, but Crazy. we got Number like four. at least five fans, guys. <laughs> at least five. <laughs> a lot of listeners, <laughs> five fans. Yeah. yeah. We'll take exactly. That. Grateful for it, you guys. It's definitely weird when people um, hold like uh, things that we said on the podcast. They remember it like a conversation. So to them, yeah. they heard, but we're like, when did I ever say this to you? Exactly. Oh, right. You listen oh, to here, this thing. Here's I do. a good example yeah. of that, actually, because this happened yesterday with the same gentleman, same dude. Uh, we're at the gym. This is where he works. So I was at his location and somebody, one of the trainers touched my back and made a comment that wasn't the nicest for a guy who's, you know, trying to feel nice about his summer body. <laughs> and then he says, Azaro, feel his back. And Azaro's like, I don't have to feel it. 
summer sausages. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> summer sausages. You're the man. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's amazing. That even called you your summer sausages on your back. <laughs> summer sausages. It's a lot of fun, man. That Did was one of the funniest ways to describe muscles. That was too funny. Yeah, you know, Ow. I started doing uh, some rowing and stuff, and now I have pepperoni sticks. Pepperoni <laughs> sticks? <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> Baby steps oh, from pepperonis to sausages. <laughs> to sausages. That's the title oh, of this boy. one. That's a good title. Uh, would you guys be mad if I said I had to run to get back to church now, though? Because it's absolutely uh, no, you're not. But before you director. guys go, we have to do our classic uh, recommendations. If you have one book, you know, a uh, movie, song, whatever, I can oh, go I first. Yeah, My go quick first. recommendation is the new Giveon album called Give or Take. It's a beautiful album. It's a sophomore album. It's got a bunch of great hits. I was going to write, I was going to do a book, but this book might be too controversial for people. So <laughs> I thought real quickly, I'll just do this album. Great album by Giveon called Give or Take. That's my recommendation. Oh, and Severance on Apple. If you get a chance, watch that TV show. It's weird. Severance. Weird. I got to warn you, it's not for the classic TV watcher. It's very bizarre. If you like Black Mirror, You'll like Severance. That's all I'll say. Mm. All right. okay. Black Mirror like is it. one of my favorite shows of all time. I like it. Um, since it's Sunday and I'm at the church, let me give a shout out to a artist who is actually from Buffalo. I uh, don't remember where she's at now, but she's somewhere down south. But she's a Christian artist. So if you're listening, check out Charity Gale. She's got a real deep, dark, dark. I'm thinking of the show. She's got a real <laughs> big voice. And uh, mm. she's coming out with some great music. If you're into that, check it out. And if not... Her name again? Charity Gale. Charity Gale. Nice. And uh, my rec is a 10-part podcast that I've... I'm almost oh. done listening to it again, like in a row. Right. Um, it's... Uh, Dariki, I've sent you things from Stuff You Should Know. You have. They've been so, really, really good. Even the one on the Pentecostal church was... I was really Very shocked. Really, really interesting. Yeah, oh, there's these two guys that used to work uh, for How Stuff Works, if you remember that show. Um, and yeah. they're just very good at looking anything up and explaining it to you. And Absolutely. One of the, so Stuff You Should Know is great, but that's not a 10 episode. So there's a 10 episode uh, limited series by one of those guys. His name is Josh Clark. And it's called uh, The End of the World with Josh Clark, uh, where he talks about maybe some far-fetched things, but... Uh, he he addresses potential uh, um, existential threats to humanity, right? Uh, both internal and external, um, and he addresses them not just like man. Imagine if immediate like he he really dives into it into what CERN is doing and into what humanity might do to itself and into uh, uh, how this could end. Uh, in a positive way or in a negative way and whether other civilizations elsewhere in space are going through similar things. It's super interesting. It's uh, a bit cerebral, uh, but I I think he, he really knows how to both explain these things and on a, yeah. an emotional level make you understand why this is important for you to care about this. Right. Uh, and it's very entertaining also. So End of cool. the World with Josh Clark... It's only 10 episodes, so it's not a big lifetime commitment. And I think you'll understand what it's like, to, what it means to be a modern human a lot better. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I heard it once and I immediately play, started listening to the, the 10 hours again just because it's so informative and so us. It's, it's, it applies to everyone on the planet. Right. So I feel like everyone should listen to it and just be a little more aware of what's going on and what might happen in the future. Dope. I'm going to check that Powerful. out for sure. Dippity dope. Awesome. Dope. Gentlemen, it's been emotional. Thank you guys for joining us. And thank you, boys. I'll see you soon, God willing. Yeah. That's it. Just yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. It's been fun. Good we should do man. these random remote pods more often. We'll do that one on a roof. We'll do one in someone's house when they don't know we're there. We'll we'll start doing uh, all kinds of fun things. Let's do it. All right. Stay classy, everyone. Bye. As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial.